0: Um, so today is, is Alpha Sunday Part One, isn't it? It is. And we're doing something slightly different, are we? We've never really done this before. It reminds me of lockdown, though. We're doing <laughs> a kind of tag team talk here. And during lockdown, there was a lot more of these kind of, you know, high stools, uh, low tables.
1: In our attic.
0: In our attic, though. <laughs> and, you know, you could press pause and <laughs> yeah. delete that. And say, oh, we'll re-record that part. Uh, sadly, we can't. Shout out if you're watching on the live stream, you're going to get this unedited. Um, but it is Alpha Sunday, and Alpha's—it's massive, isn't it? It is
1: massive. It's
0: massive at the minster. Yeah,
1: it's part of our DNA from the beginning, Alpha.
0: Absolutely. And I guess what I suppose I wanted to do, and we wanted to do, was like have a coffee with every person in the church and talk to you guys about why we bang on about Alpha, yeah. why we love Alpha. Yeah. But time is of the essence, isn't it? It is. It's a busy life that we It's live. a
1: busy life, yeah. But, you know, we came to, to Preston as a team to plant the church to tell people about Jesus, in essence. We have no greater gift to give than Jesus. Basically. And that's why we love Alpha.
0: That's basically why we love Alpha. So, this is an opportunity for us just to share a little bit, sort of behind the scenes in some ways, but just to really tap into why I guess we think and as a church we think that alpha is an amazing way to you know introduce people to the person of jesus and it's not about alpha is it i mean Alpha's great no, but alpha if there was a is better a tool way
1: in this season it's not gonna last forever it's not you know the bible that will but um right now alpha is an awesome
0: tool it is an awesome tool if you find a better one then we'll ditch alpha and pick up the because <laughs> it's not about alpha it's all about jesus um, but i suppose you know, when we're thinking about beginning, let's start with why it's so central. You know, yeah, absolutely. you know what absolutely. I mean? Like, why is it so important?
1: Well, statistically, the, the nation's in quite a, a bleak state. Um, churches are closing, very low church attendance, 2%, is that right, Preston, Something like that, yeah. Um, so it's, it's not great. What was that you said, half for the first time, less than half of yeah, people? Yeah, I
0: read in the census... Um, that's coming out for 2021 that they're predicting for the first time um, less than 50% of the UK will self-identify as Christian. As Mm. you know, like in the census results, for many years, people even sort of culturally have identified as Christian. And that's set to change for the first time, which is massive, isn't it? And
1: at the same time, we see this massive increase in mental health issues, suicide rates, depression... It's a bleak picture altogether.
0: It is. And I think just, we, we feel that. I mean, I don't know yeah. if, if you feel that walking around Preston, which has such a rich Christian heritage. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't walk around Preston without noticing church buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, 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 the city's called Preston Priest's Town. And, you know, it's, it's rich with this Christian heritage, of which obviously we're a massive part of. Uh, but but also, we see the decline. Yeah. I don't know about you, but in conversations I'm having with people, yeah. people just have, you know, they, they don't go to church. Yeah. Their parents didn't go to church. Yeah. Their grandparents didn't go to church. Yeah. Maybe even their great-grandparents didn't go know. to church. I don't know, maybe not. So there's a bleak picture. Yeah,
1: they have no connection.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so I think that's one aspect of it but i don't know about you on the other side there's a massive spiritual openness there as well
1: is. yeah again statistically some really interesting facts during covid did you know one in four adults watched a religious broadcast that is massive and actually one in three under 35s which is phenomenal might not being christian but something spiritual something religious a, a hunger for more there is wanting something more
0: yeah absolutely so like if you're if you work with like eight people chances are a couple of them watched some type of like religious christian broadcast and like you say the younger you get the more open people are and it doesn't seem like there's the same uh preconceptions about christianity no. Like when i'm talking to people who are sort of students or young adults they're they're just curious about christianity they're curious about jesus and people who would choose to follow jesus in this day and age there's a real spiritual openness i think
1: yeah absolutely i mean i've got a gorgeous friend who i love and i um she grew up had childhood experience of traditional church and it really put her off to be honest um but i but she's very open spiritually and i gave her a gospel of mark um, in a really like modern format, doesn't really look like a Bible. And, uh, and afterwards, I was like, how did you get on? And she was like, it was wonderful. I love Jesus. He's great. I was like, oh my gosh, just that openness, not like, oh, Bible, no thanks. That like, yes, yeah. yes to Jesus.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. I love that opportunity. I think about people, um, uh, when we were in, in Bedfordshire, Maxime, He basically was a total non-Christian. You know, he grew up in France. He'd never had, uh, you know, kind of parents who went to church or anything like that. And I remember just the privilege of um, reading the Bible with him one-to-one. And he'd never read stuff like Jesus turning water into wine and questions about, like, why did Jesus die? And, you know, who who are the disciples? He had no, like, reference at all. So you go on this beautiful journey Mm. with people nowadays, Mm. I think, who... Who have no baggage Mm -hmm. they have an openness and they're reading mark's gospel or they're reading whatever you know in the scriptures for the first time and it's it's quite a beautiful thing isn't it because they really get drawn to the person of jesus Absolutely.
1: absolutely not to
0: like i don't know what they're supposed to do exactly that day is gone there was a day in history when people used to go to church because they had to go to church
1: but that is gone. It's
0: gone. Part of me thinks it'd be quite nice if it came back.
1: Bring them back. <laughs>
0: Bring them back. You should come to church. But also, yeah, go on.
1: during Alpha, there was a big surge. In, I mean, sorry, not during Alpha. During COVID, a big surge in people Googling, how do I pray? Which is so exciting. It is, yeah. I think that just shows, as our culture has hit this rock bottom of a mental health crisis. Crisis on so many levels. People are like, there must be more. There must be more and that is bringing that openness that how do I pray Yeah and so Alpha.
0: That's why we're pumped about Alpha, That's isn't it? That's why
1: we're pumped about Alpha.
0: Because Alpha creates that space where people can have the conversations. Like you're rubbing shoulders with people on a daily basis in your universities, in your workplaces, in your neighborhoods, with your family and stuff. And it can be hard, can't it, just to kind of
1: really hard
0: explain the gospel to them it's there and then on the spot. It's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. You sometimes
1: feel like you have to memorize these questions and answers, like, you know, how to tell people about Jesus, lead them to salvation is heavy and not necessarily appropriate. So yeah. Alpha is the best.
0: Absolutely, tool. is the best. Biblically speaking, why is it best? What when you think about like the way Jesus went about it? Um, what do you see? I suppose what what kind of gives you. Uh, I don't know, encouragement that Mm. we're sort of doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, well, there's a few things. We see, first of all, we hear the story of the prodigal son, and we see this picture of this father who has allowed his son to go, you know, freely go, but who waits with longing and expectation. We get to the end of the story, and there's this father who's, who's watching for his son. He's watching for his son. If you don't know the story of the prodigal son, it's in Luke 15. I recommend you give it a read. But it's about a father who takes his a son, who takes his inheritance, leaves his father, and goes off for a wild life. And when he hits rock bottom, he decides to go home and, and even be a servant. But as he approaches, his father sees him. His father has been watching and waiting. So we believe the father is watching and waiting for every single lost soul out there. He's waiting, like. There's this picture time and time again, he goes out, he he leaves the 99 sheep and goes out for the one. He is not gonna fail to turn up for everybody. So firstly, we know there's a good God waiting. And then then we see Jesus and how he interacts with everybody. Time and time again, he, he goes to them, he goes to where they feel comfortable, where they feel safe. He engages in conversation, he eats food with them, he gives them space to ask questions. That's kind of our format with Alpha, like come and hang over a meal, no pressure. We see him with the woman at the well. She's so overwhelmed by him that she just wants to go and invite more friends.
0: I love that story, the woman at the well. When I think about what's encouraging for us, um, I I go back to the woman at the well time and time again, because here's a woman who's on the edge of society okay she's like an outcast she's you know she's drawing water from a well in the middle of the day so that nobody else will see her and she encounters the person of jesus and her response is to go and tell everyone like she says come and see this this man who told me everything i ever did it's in john chapter 4 and it's such a beautiful picture because it reminds us that any of us can do this Here's this woman who's kind of rejected by society, and she's a bit of an outcast, and she doesn't understand every single thing she needs to know about Jesus. She's not got like a theology degree or anything like that. I don't even know if she's like fully a follower of Jesus at that point, but she's still like, come and see this man who told me everything. And I think I can do that. Yeah. You know, it's hard, like you say, the pressure of, or, you know, having to say to my like, work colleagues, I work in a church, actually, I suppose. It's fairly easy for <laughs> Hopefully me. Hopefully most of them. But I used to be a mechanic, <laughs> mechanic. back in the day. Back in the day, I used to be a mechanic. You know, and it's quite a big pressure, isn't it? Got to tell my friends about Jesus, things like that. that that's, that's hard. And of course, we want to do that. There are those beautiful moments when somebody asks you a question like, how can I be forgiven? It's like, mm. whoa, what yeah, an open yeah, yeah. door. But there once a blue moon. What's easy to do is to be like, hey guys, do you want to come to Alpha? Do you want to come and see what, yeah. it, you know, what it looks like? Do you know Absolutely. what I mean?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So have we seen that happen? Have you got a story of inviting anyone or seeing, seeing that happen through Alpha?
0: Oh, so many stories, so many stories of sometimes the most unexpected mm. people come into Alpha and their lives being transformed. The most radical um, transformation I've um, sort of encountered is this guy called Ryan, Ryan Lennon. Um, He's from Northern Ireland, um, and uh, he uh, went out on Alpha in Northern Ireland. And he was from like a crazy background, like obviously, you know, in Northern Ireland with the sort of the troubles uh, and all of the sort of sectarian violence and stuff like that. He grew up around that culture, and he was regularly like arrested by the police uh, as, a, as a young man, teenage years and his early years uh, and sort of locked up and, and things like that. Um, but eventually found his way onto an, an alpha course and had such a radical transformation. His life was totally turned so upside good. down. It was, it was unbelievable. So much so that the policeman, Charlie, who used to arrest him, couldn't believe that he'd, that he'd actually, you know, changed so he came along to an alpha course as well, and then he became a Christian uh, as well, and then Charlie's uh, wife and, and so on. And it's so just good. an amazing story so of somebody who got into that space. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like come and see with Alpha. Mm. you get into a group and you, and you start having these conversations, mm. and then all of a sudden, they lead to massive life transformation yeah, in 10 weeks.
1: Absolutely. And all
0: sorts. How about you? Yeah. Any, anything that yes, sort Yes, of we led a course
1: together, didn't we, at HTB before we came, and it was just phenomenal just to see people's journeys over, over the weeks we met. People coming alive, literally. Um, there was one gorgeous lady, Claire, who'd come from a very traditional background. I think she'd attended church all her life, but it, it had been kind of a dead, not, not full of life. And just watching her as the realization of who Jesus is. And just week after week, just life like, whoa, this is life-changing stuff. And she, she came alive. It was so beautiful to see. Yeah. I mean, your story is pretty, pretty similar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it was kind of like alpha, but without alpha, if you know what I mean. But essentially like intentional conversations, um, that was really instrumental for me. You know, I, I went to church. Uh, when I was 18 for the first time and, and met some people my own age, which was massive. Uh, but then ended up going to the pub afterwards uh, and talking about these questions. So it wasn't just like a message from the stage, but then it was an opportunity to actually talk about them in community afterwards. Yeah. And that's, again, it's what Alpha does. It creates that space. And you just got, I, just, I get excited because there's a lot of people here this morning and watching on the live stream. If you just kind of parachuted your friend your family member your colleague into an alpha group it's like a sort of stream towards Jesus isn't it some of them will jump out that's Mm -hmm. that's hard isn't it Mm. we'll talk about that in a minute but it it, it's just creates that space where people can hear something of the person of Jesus and then ask questions say what they think
1: yeah yeah absolutely so so what's our what are we called to do here this morning what what's the call on our lives
0: I think the call for all of us is to go and tell. And again, going back to the scriptures, we see uh, after Jesus is resurrected, uh, Mary Magdalene kind of clings on to Jesus, and, and she's like so happy to see Jesus. But Jesus is a little bit, it's not harsh. It looks harsh when you read it, because mm. it's probably, you know, the English translation. translation. You probably lose a bit in translation. But he says, woman, don't <laughs> cling on to me. Go and tell Everybody, basically, and I think for us, it's go and tell, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, it's go
0: and tell people to come and see.
1: Exactly, and it's a big deal. I think this is the first thing Jesus says on on his resurrection: "Go and tell, go and tell um, my brothers, my sisters, tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father." to my God and your God. And also the fact that Jesus chose Mary Magdalene to be the first person. Nothing is a coincidence. And we know, you know, Mary as a woman would have had her testimony was like half the value of a man at that time. She had a broken past. She was, you know, she had not done a degree in theology. She had not got speaking experience. This is such a powerful picture that each and every single one of us is called to go and tell. There is nobody whose background disqualifies you. There there is no disqualifying factors in this. Your age, your gender, your life experience, nothing. We are all called to go and tell that Jesus is alive.
0: Absolutely. I love that because it is ordinary people. Exactly. Like you and I could be inspired by that. Yeah. Because... It is that invitation to come and see, which is so, so powerful. And uh, I think for me as well, what keeps me encouraged is that story of, uh, that Jesus tells about a farmer who goes out and scatters mm-hmm. seed. And he says, you know, the farmer goes out and scatters seed. Some of it is going to land on hard places and the birds are going to come peck it up and fly off some of it's going to land in the thorns and it's going to like the 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 crop is going to be choked by the thorns some of it's going to land in shallow places where it springs up quick then dies but some of that seed is going to land on good soil and it's going to grow and it's going to produce a crop and essentially that is the work that you and I are tasked with it's scattering that seed it's telling people to well you know Asking people to come and see, mm. to experience the person of Jesus, to come and ask their questions. Yeah. And for some of them, yeah, it's going to uh, land on like hard ground. And for mm. some of them, they're going to come for a bit and then drop off. But for some of them, mm. I don't know the percentages, but for some of them, yeah. they're going to come and it's just, you know, it's going to be like Claire. It's going to be like Ryan. It's going to be like tons of people mm. that we've journeyed with through our Alpha. and yeah. You're going to get to see that moment. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. moment when the light bulb goes on and it's like, yeah
1: flip i mean it's true. actually i just want to give a quick shout out to emma roberts this morning because emma roberts invited sam to church so i'm very grateful for that and you know you did a great lot for the kingdom and it was that one simple and emma wasn't even a christian yet maybe at That's that point true. she was interested yeah. she's like come and see sam come and see what's going on
0: that is mad isn't it and so here it, we are it can
1: go a long way Sort um, of
0: 16 years later, or something like that. 17, 18 years later. I don't know how old we are. But anyway, <laughs> you're right. One thing leads to the next. Yeah. It's
1: is invitation,
0: isn't it? It's just curious people, exactly. inviting other people. I just, I love how simple it is.
1: Exactly. So, Sam, tell us what is happening this term with Alpha.
0: I could not be more excited about Alpha this term. You know, like I probably say that every term, but this <laughs> term, guys, honestly, I could not be more excited about Alpha because we're doing it citywide. And you might have—this might be—you know—you might have seen the bus adverts and the adverts on social media and things like that already. Like Colin's face. Where's Colin? Like, he's usually around somewhere. There he is at the back. You may have seen <laughs> Colin's face plastered on <laughs> bus stops and Adwoa's face also inside the buses and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But we are doing a massive advertising campaign uh, across Preston on lots of different sort of forums uh, under the banner of Tri Alpha Preston. So we're partnering with other churches. That's really, really important because God blesses unity. Um, So we're partnering with other churches in Preston to not just invite like people from Preston Minster or connected to Preston Minster to Tri Alpha, but to invite the city of Preston to come to try alpha so it's a big campaign and we've got a website tryalphapreston.org that everybody's being directed to uh and yeah our heart behind it is to just extend this invitation because an invitation to alpha is an invitation to a a journey that could lead to Jesus. And I I can't think of anything better for us to spend our money on, uh, our time on, our energy on as a church uh, to see people come to know Jesus. So we've got a little video as well, actually. So we can watch the video. And this just gives you a little bit of a flavor of what people will see when they land on that website as we extend that invitation to Preston.
1: I was kind of questioning, what am I missing in my life? I'd like been out of church for like five years or something.
0: I didn't really know where I was going in life. I didn't really know what I was doing.
1: Life was definitely improving from what it had been, but I was searching for a community to go with that, that I realised I needed some form of faith.
0: It challenges what I believe. Either I change what I believe because of it, or actually it helps me to like, affirm what I already believe. Say whatever you want when you come to Alpha.
1: You don't even have to be part of the Christian faith. It was just like really nice to be able to ask questions and share your thoughts and discuss with people who weren't really sure, people
0: who were sure. Because there was a lot of atheists around my table and all this negativity about Jesus, but then it didn't come round to that. Everyone started thinking, well actually that could be a thing and that could be a thing, it just put me on the right path.
1: There was questions that I felt had never been answered about my life or maybe I wasn't ready to confront them, but Alpha was like that safe space where I knew I could come. I found that a lot of people were there with the same doubts, with the same questions. Life following Alpha has been different but in all the best ways. If you have any question, maybe you might not get them answered the way you wanted, but,
0: like, it opens up discussion and what's better than opening up a discussion? That's pretty cool, isn't it? So cool.
1: That oh, was
0: a fun video to film, by the way. Just pushing a sofa around Preston. Who, it, it's quite fun. I mean, it attracts a lot of attention. <laughs> and also, apparently, it's illegal to do it in some places. <laughs> like, we got kicked off the bus station. Oh, so You're you know, not allowed
1: to put a sofa in the bus station. Who knew? I know,
0: exactly. It's terrible. Um, and also, that was our lamp, wasn't it? And it that was got our broken lamp. in oh, the process. It. <laughs> it did that. So,
1: yeah. So, I need
0: to have a word with Ben and Ethan, who, who are now no longer with us they In Blackburn, not They're not dead. <laughs> They're in Blackburn. But I do need to have a word with them about that lamp. Um, but yeah, it's such an exciting project to be a part of because it's just, it's citywide. Church is working together to extend the invitation for people yeah. to come and explore the person of Jesus. And also our launch here, I should have ex- explained that every church is going to be doing Alpha in their own context like in their churches and things like that. One of the churches is doing it in a working men's club, which is really brave awesome. for them. That's really cool. Uh, and we're going to be doing our launch here, which is also going to be epic. I mean, when we launch Alpha, there is not a place in Preston you want to be other than Preston Minster. It is because a vibe. It's a vibe, isn't it? It's a vibe. And I often say to people, we've got a theology for that. This isn't like trying to dangle a carrot so people come and experience nice music and Domino's pizza to sort of trick them into some sort of religious experience. This is a, this is a theology. We just read the uh, story of the prodigal son. When the son comes home, yeah, they have a feast. They have a banquet. It's lavish. It's extravagant. They kill the fat and calf. And I feel like the fat and calf equivalent in our day and age is Domino's it's pizza.
1: Domino's. <laughs> so we
0: are going to be... Killing the metaphorical (laughs) fan calf. And we're going to have live music, uh, you know, from Joshua Luke Smith, who's also your your brother. um, And things like that. It's going to be an absolutely brilliant event because we want people to see something of the life of Jesus. Yes,
1: absolutely. So how do we respond right now with what we've heard? What are we going to do?
0: I would love for us to commit to praying. Yes. Uh, So people will notice that you've got cards. You might want to pick those up at this moment. Cards on your seat or under your seats with a pen. And wouldn't it be great if we all collectively joined in with this? Uh, We're going to have some time to respond. So don't feel pressured to write down three names just this moment. Um, We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. And we're going to just have a little bit of time to respond. And... What I'd encourage you to do is just to perhaps wait for a few moments. Yeah. And you may be surprised by the people that God kind of drops into your mind. They may be the obvious people. They may be the unexpected mm-hmm. people that God drops into your mind. Yeah. And then after we've waited for a few moments, I'd encourage you to write those down. And then after that, what I'd encourage you to do is to set an alarm for 11.02. Why is it 11.02, Han?
1: It comes from Luke 11, verse two, which is the line of the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are praying for God's kingdom to come. And let's never doubt the power of prayer. It can seem such a simple thing, just to write three names down, to commit to praying for them. But in James, it says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops." There is such power in our prayer, and so we really believe it is an, almost an act of warfare, intentional, powerful, to, to declare at 1102, every day, your kingdom come, your will be done, and pray life over these three people.